The hard part is if social media is your primary way to get in front of people, it's very hard right now. All of the different platforms, you know, we, we see all these different changes going on. TikTok in the United States, is it going to be condoned or is it going, or is the government going to say, nope, we're going to strip some of the rights or take away TikTok completely? TikTok is the number two search engine after Google right now. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited today because I have a special guest, Anika Jackson. So she is the founder of Your Brand Amplified, a marketing communication firm that provides custom branding and marketing and public relationship support for entrepreneurs. She elevates your exposure, awareness, and status. Who doesn't want that, right? And she helps people. The goal is to go from bottom of the list to, well, a big name brand. And she does that also with her podcast, Your Brand Amplified. So I'm really excited for this chat. Welcome, Anika. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So for me, amplification is a marketing term used to define different methods owners can put in place to reach a wider audience and amplify their brand, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some of your best examples of brand amplification? It all starts with your story. And I know a lot of times what makes the difference between a brand getting exposure and amplification or not is how willing the owners are to tell the story. And so I always start with brand. I start with what is your story? What are you willing to share about you, your journey, your story, your authenticity? Because th that is the why behind the brand. And if I don't have that to work with, it makes it a lot harder to tell your story and to share it. So I always start with that. And from there, we build on what are your branding messages? Who are you trying to reach? And then we create those custom messages, whether it's to journalists for PR, whether it's on your social media, on your website, with your blog posts, whether it's other articles that we're trying to get you in. So everything starts with brand. And you know, I, I work primarily with small businesses, entrepreneurs, people who really do need to share their story and their passion. Because if you have a widget and a lot of other people have a widget, what makes you different? You are the difference. And so if you're not willing to share why you're different, how much you put your passion into it, then it's going to be a lot harder to get other people to sell and to feel that same enthusiasm for your brand. Yes, yes. Just how important are media features in order to help amplify that brand? Thank you for asking that. I think there's a lot of questions about media exposure versus social media versus what you put on your website or in your newsletter or what you're doing for your advertising. And it's all integration. So you want to be on all of them, maybe not full force, 100% on every single platform, on every single way to get your message out. But what it changes is that it gives that third-party validation. So when you get earned media, so a journalist says, yes, I want to include a quote, or I want to include your product in an article, or they want to do a feature on you, that is third-party validation that this journalist or this publication saw you exactly how you want to be seen. They saw that you have value, that you are the expert in your field, that your product it has some differentiator that makes them want to write about it. And so that is what it adds, that third-party validation 
not just reviews from websites, because we all know it's great to get reviews, but sometimes for, especially if you're a product-based business, you know, if you're, there's a lot of like behind the scenes, quote, influencers who might be paid to talk about the product on an Amazon review or on your website review. So getting those articles, getting those mentions gives you that validation that you didn't pay for. So other people say, oh, if this publication, this podcast, this you know media outlet wanted to write about them, then there's something there. Yeah. You mentioned a paid publications. I get pitches in my DMs every single sure. day for media <laughs> pitches. Does that happen to you? It's so funny because I think people don't really read through. Like they have an, a scraper, an AI tool, some kind of tool that's looking because I, even though I'm a publicist and marketer, I still get people who say, oh, you want to, you should be in the press here, pay this money and we'll get you verified in these publications. Problem that I have with that is, and it's, it's very unfortunate because I've had people say, oh, well, I just pay this company and they get me mentions. And I say, yes, but these are paid mentions. It says sponsored by or advertorial, or it has certain language or the publication isn't really a big publication. It might say New York in the name, but it doesn't mean it's a publication like the New York Post, the New York Times, like that people are reading that has that authority, right? It could just be New York Inc. magazine, but that doesn't mean it, it could be something that just shows up online that somebody created just so that they can get money from people to advertise. Now there is a place for branded content, and that like BuzzFeed, they do a lot of branded content, but they create custom programs. And so that's more on the advertising side. And it's a great way to create overall brand awareness if you're just starting out and maybe you don't have a big PR budget, but you can put a little bit of money towards that. But I always recommend get the earned media placements. That is really what's going to help drive. And I've been able to see when we get PR for our clients, I can show them how much website traffic they got, how it changed it. When they've done the branded campaign, I can't necessarily show that for the kind of clients that I work with because I don't work as much with the product base, right? I work with people who are service oriented. So it, it is a little nuanced, but it does make a big difference. You can say, oh, but I paid for this and I got in these publications. Okay, but how, did it drive your business? Did people reach out to you afterwards to ask about your product or service? Make sure that you're asking these questions. Make sure that you're finding out this information before you're spending your money. Because Lucy, to your point, not just DMs, emails, the ads that pop up on our social media feeds that are trying to sell us things. And everybody thinks that they have the magic pill and the magic solution or that their way is the only way that's going to lead to success for you. And that's really not true. As a brand, as a person, you have to sit back and think about what is authentic to who you are and how you want your business to be shown. So, you know, I always urge there's a play, time and place for all of these strategies, but take a step back and make sure that it really aligns with where you're at and how you want to show up. Yeah, beautifully said. How about after you start working with your firm, how much extra money do you usually recommend clients to spend on ads or do you do them all organically? Mm, that's a good question. The, the hard part is if social media is your primary way to get in front of people, it's very hard right now. All of the different platforms, you know, we, we see all these different changes going on. TikTok in the United States, is it going to be con condoned or is it going, or is the government going to say, nope, we're going to strip some of the rights or take away TikTok completely? TikTok is the number two search engine after Google right now. And that's what people don't realize about 
the power of social media as part of your strategy too. It's the number two search engine after Google, but it's the number one search engine for Gen Z. So if you're trying to reach younger consumers, you want to be on TikTok and you probably want to put some money towards advertising. And if you have a limited budget, test out a few dollars on your ideal customer audience, $5 a day, see if it works. Then you know, okay, I want to put more money towards this or uh, that strategy didn't work for me. Maybe I need to step back and look at other strategies before I invest money into, because you don't want to throw away the money, right? Um, and that's the biggest thing when people come to me and say, okay, I want to do this strategy or that strategy. I always say, again, let's take a step back. Let's look at where you are in your brand, like longevity. Have you done all the work? Do we have all the messaging we need to do PR or to do advertising and what or other marketing? And what is that going to look like? And let's make sure you're using your money wisely because I know I'm a small business. I, I've spent money on lots of different programs too. I also fall <laughs> for those. And so I know that I also have to be careful with my resources. So I want to try it. I'm not going to just tell people spend $1,000 a month, right? I want to make sure that they're really using the best resources for where they are in their business life cycle as well. You mentioned TikTok because so many entrepreneurs are not on TikTok because they think it's for younger generations, right? Mm -hmm. But you do also have to take in the fact that a lot of the sons and daughters now are looking for things for their parents. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that. That actually a lot. I've seen people actually telling their mom, hey, mom, you need this, right? And sharing those TikToks with their parents. It's surprising people are doing that because people would think they would alienate their parents from TikToks. <laughs> but in reality, I know a lot of girls <laughs> who actually share content and I do the same. And me and my daughter, we share fun videos with each other. So oh, keep that in mind as well. Definitely. And TikTok has changed the way everybody else is running their social media. Right? Video is so important, no matter what platform you're on. And I know I now I probably spend more time on Facebook than I used to just because I'll get all these videos, these random videos that I'll start seeing in the reels and I'm like, oh, okay, I like that one. And then of course the algorithm starts feeding me more of the things that I'm liking and watching. So I'm like, wait, why am I spending this much time now on Facebook? But going to that point, I totally agree with you. We also saw, have seen maybe in the last year or two, more grandparents getting on TikTok because they want to do fun things. So we've all seen the TikToks and the reels from the nursing homes, the senior centers, where they're doing the different themes and the songs, really getting into it. It's just, it's been a new way, a fresh way for people to interact. And that's why now Twitter is trying to add video. You know, obviously Instagram and Facebook have added a lot of video. YouTube has now added YouTube shorts. So you can actually, if you start with TikTok, you can repurpose that content on all these other platforms. So you only have to create it once. And then you can put it on YouTube, on Twitter, on Meta and everything else. So when clients work with you, do you provide them with the content ideas, like the pillars of their story or how does that work? Together. So I, I always start with assessments. I believe in a lot of data because I believe that you have to have the heart of the story, but you also have the, have the data. So you really make sure that you know how you're different than your competitors, that you know even who the competitors are. And some people might say, oh, I don't think I have somebody who does something similar. They might not do it exactly, but that's what your difference is, right? So we do a SWOT analysis. We do competitive analysis compared to your competitor's social media and see what are you doing better than they are? 
What are they doing better? Are there hashtags they're using that are performing really well that you should add to your posts? How are you doing your content pillars? Are you building that know, like, and trust factor with your audience? So you're educating them, but you're also having fun. You're not just trying to sell, sell, sell all the time because um, people want to work with people that they that they see themselves in, right? Or that they can aspire to be someday. Beautifully said. Now, before I let you go, one more tip on helping our listeners being bigger brand. Mm. Okay. Start small, even if you want to be in Forbes or Fortune or Inc. or some big publication, say yes to the small publications along the way. This is for a few reasons. Number one, I've had the instance happen where Girl Talk HQ, I had a client have an article in that blog. I didn't think too much of it. I said, okay, this is great. It's a good first hit. That was seen by somebody at Forbes. It got picked up in Forbes. Different, you know, they interviewed, did a different article, but the same concept. Then that got seen by Amazon and my client got on a TV show on Amazon and got more money for their foundation and for the work they were doing. You never know who's watching, who's listening. So say yes to those small, really, really good practice for you to get comfortable talking and telling your story and, and honing in on what you want to share with the audience. So say yes to those opportunities because you just don't know. And that person also might be a journalist, a small publication, and then they might be moving on to a bigger one. And then they're going to remember you and want to write about you. Love that tip. Thank you so much. So in and out of working in your business, what is a favorite quote that you go by in life? One of my favorite quotes is be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. It's from the Dalai Lama. I just think we all have to come to things with kindness instead of judgment. We don't know what's happening with somebody, just like they don't know what's happening with us that might make us snap or be in a bad mood or not send something, miss a deadline, whatever it is. But if we treat each other with kindness and try to come together with that viewpoint, then I think the world is just much more beautiful and happy and we have a basis for understanding each other. Love that. Thank you so much. Where can we find you at? You can find me on social media at Your Brand Amplified and also Amplify with A-N-I-K-A. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 